When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm a fighter. Uh, if anybody ever questions how much I want it, just turn on this tape. He's still brown. And all I have to think about with the Browns is, what the hell is your plan? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What the hell is your plan, Cleveland? That's why teams are being like, I'm not going to trade for him right now. You're going to have to cut him. Earlier on the show, host of the Ross Tucker podcast, Ross Tucker. Dallas Morning News columnist, Tim Kalashaw. Coming up. Four-time NBA champion, John Spider Sally. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. John Sally's about to join us in studio to talk about everything going on in the NBA playoffs and so much more. And his new movie, Sneakerella, which is on Disney+. Plus. We'll have a great chat with Spider Sally. Um, but we kick off hour number three on this program here on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM 85. Um, our Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio network, as well as our Odyssey app. Um, with uh, something that happened Friday. You may have seen this on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, our Twitter handle at Rich Eisen Show. We put it out there as well. Um, or you may have seen it live on Peacock. Steve Mariucci came in on Friday's program. <laughs> now, we were going to talk about the schedule release show from the night before, but when Mooch comes, you know, I never know. Like, we just chopped it up. We told old, <laughs> yeah, some old-time stories. It was, it was awesome. great. So I finally got him to tell a story that I knew he had never told publicly. And it was based off one of the most iconic football photographs you'll see. And 49er fans know it on site. That moment in Candlestick Park when um, Bill Walsh took a knee and drew up a play in the dirt with Joe Montana. And Mooch told the story publicly that he had never told publicly before of him purposefully calling a timeout during a game to try and get a similar photograph of him with Steve Young. (laughs) Even though Steve Young had no idea not what in, was going on. Not in on All right. Here, here's the story in case you missed it. Boiled down to just a, a minute plus. Go for it. So now I'm coaching the 49ers. You're the actual coach. The I'm actually coaching the 49ers. And Joe, you know, he wasn't. He's, I didn't coach Joe. He was gone. Steve Young was there. We're playing a game. We're playing a game. And we're winning pretty big. Second quarter. Second down. I'm looking around, and up, boom, there's Mike Segaris. Mike Segaris is right on the sideline. And I went, boom, oh, my God. That's probably where he was sitting or kneeling when he took that photo of Bill Walsh and Joe Montana. So I went, time out. (laughs) (laughs) You called a timeout in an actual NFL game. Absolutely no reason to call a timeout at all. All right? (laughs) 
Steve looks at me and goes, what? <laughs> Time out. Come here. And he goes, why? I go, come here. So as he's approaching, I take a knee. Oh, yeah, I'm going to pose for this picture. I don't give this shit. So, so I, I come down, take a knee. And I'm waiting for Steve to come and take a knee right next to me on the field, right? So all of a sudden, our, our, our equipment guy, Kevin Lartique, he goes, Steve, you want some water? And I'm sitting right there, and he took a right. He goes over there, and he's, he's getting water on his helmet with Greg Knapp and all those other guys. And I'm sitting here like this. This is not what I was thinking about right here. Steve Young's supposed to be here with me. He's over there drinking water. And then I go, okay, so I'm going to have to do it some other time here. And they came back up. And here comes Steve. goes, what? I go, ah, nothing. Good job. Let's go back to the game. <laughs> You can get the picture. And joining us now on the Rich Eisen Show Mercedes-Benz Vance phone line is the Hall of Fame quarterback who had no idea what was going on at the time. Now, I guess has now been read into the situation, the great Steve Young. How are you, Steve? Rich, now the other side of the story, right? I mean, when you have Mooch, there's always two sides of the story because Mooch is always in his own kind of world. And that was the perfect example of Mooch out there on his own uh, on an island, you know, I, I turned to uh, uh, I turned to Teak and I said, is coach all right? I thought he was going to throw up. <laughs> I, down. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, the idea that he was wanting to recreate an iconic photo down on the ground at Candlestick Park on a Sunday afternoon at 2.15 in the second quarter of a Falcons game at second and five is only Mooch. Only Mooch could have that going on in his brain and then go down to a crouch and have all of us wonder, is, is he all right? He might be sick. I think, he's, I think he might be sick. <laughs> so you remember this moment then? You remember well, he's just Because we, we laughed about it. Because like, Mooch, what are you doing? You know? What, what, what? Mooch was, uh, look, there are countless Mooch stories. I, one of my favorite humans, as you know, Rich, yes. you feel the same way about him. Yes. I mean, the love that I have for Mooch is uh, not typical for a coach and a and a player i mean he's just a guy that was like a big brother family you know the connections were amazing and so uh you know he was so vulnerable like the fact that he tell you that story i mean it's a goofball story that he wanted he dreamed of having a picture of i don't know who dreams that i don't know only mooch would dream that well i mean he saw the photograph and he thought about it so now so when you heard that he he was what his true intentions were, you did not know at the time, right? That he wanted no, to do that, right? No, no, no idea. But you know what? I, here's the funny thing: is that Mooch calling timeout in a weird place was not that unusual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just it just wasn't that. It wasn't, well, it wasn't a shock, and it might have been. You know, hey, we needed because he would do it. He'd come on the sidelines and what was that about? I don't know. I just felt like you guys needed a break. You know, I was like, oh, all right. Thanks, Mooch. I appreciate that. Well, but, so, so you never knew. You never knew. You had to kind of just go with Mooch. Mooch, uh, Mooch was, he's at his own program. So then when you heard the story, now you remembered the time and now you understand he wasn't sick. Well, I mean, he wasn't physically well, I he sick. he might be sick. Yeah, I thought, we all wondered if he was okay. Oh, my god! And uh, he popped up. And, but, you know, there's, a, uh, there's the other one in Green Bay when his ears were frozen. Uh, and, you know, we come to the sidelines and, and I go, Mooch, you're ears you're gonna fall off they look like they might be they turned red and now white he goes steve with this head of hair you can't cover it up man 
I'm like Cindy Crawford with uh with the you know, you don't put a, a heavy coat on Cindy Crawford, bro. Is that what he said? Is that- yeah. You got this hair does not get <laughs> this hair needs to be out. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, so then I guess in, in all fairness, did you ever audible something that Mooch didn't know? Like is there something that in, in your Oh yeah, of course, you know, I, I, you know, if there's <laughs> countless uh, stories of uh, well, you know, because he and Mike Holmgren are be- best friends, right? And they kind of grew up. You know, Mike got Moocher, kind of like big brother, little brother too. And so it was. I, I enjoyed Mike Holmgren. You know, his neck would. You know, you get him mad. Mooch, Mooch. I couldn't get him as mad as as Mike. You know, Mooch would. He had a. He had a. He had a safety valve that wouldn't let him get so upset. So he'd get mad. And then he'd be like, oh, sure, sure, whatever, you know, and he'd just shake it off. Or Holmgren and Mike was, he, he didn't have a valve, and so his head would start to get bigger and redder, and, it, like, it would look like it explode. So I enjoyed torturing Mike more than Mooch, but they were both fun to have fun with and do things that, you know, would frustrate them. Like, you know, time out, come over here. And like, no. Like, I'm going to talk to you. Like, I'm not coming over. Like, I'm just going to, and then I would just turn away, and then uh, and uh, in the huddle, and then guys would say, Mooch, she's freaking out. She's freaking out. He's coming out on the field. I'm like, I'd walk further. Like, I'd go <laughs> over to the visitor's side. Like, if you want to keep come out halfway on the field to try to get me, oh, I'm going, <laughs> I'm just going to go over closer to my dick or whoever's over there, you know? Like, we're going to, I'll, I'll wave at him and say, what's going on, coach? You know, the other side of the field, because, you know, I'm not going to, not giving in. And uh, Mooch would, it was fun. Well, fun the fun. funny thing is, Steve, is that, you know, he, want, he I guess you got him at the lowest to the ground ever, unbeknownst to you, because he wanted to take a photograph with you and, and uh, recreate it. And you definitely got him the highest he's ever been either, because the, there's a photograph I know that's in his office of him leaping in the air on that that's throw to Terrell Owens. Story. That's an amazing picture. That's an ama- it's amazing they caught him that way, because, you know, Mooch, I'm sure he was a great athlete, like Holmgren again. Coach Holmgren played at USC, mm-hmm. you know, in front of OJ. Like you know, we always made fun of him. He never threw it; he just tossed it back backwards. But he, uh, but Mooch, I'm sure, was a great athlete. But by the time I ran into him, I just don't know if that was quite as evident. <laughs> and and so to see him, le- a good thirty six inches levitating, yes, uh, off the off the ground, and you know. Why? Because all the emotion of that moment is across the field. It's Mike Holmgren and Packer, where I was born, and the Uber, you know. How many times have you heard the stories about living up in the Uber in <laughs> Upper Michigan? And, uh, you know, so it was all so all that levitation was all the emotion that he felt at that moment. And only Mooch could, um, you know, because he's, he's got all that emotion. So I, I, I could we go on for hours about Mooch, but the fact that he wanted to recreate an iconic like Marilyn Monroe with the dress and the, and the fan, you know, like he wants to recreate these images in his mind of I'm Bill Walsh, you know, and I want to feel like I'm Bill Walsh just for a minute. You know, <laughs> only that, you know? Well, he told me, Steve, when I showed me that photograph of him leaping in the air as you're throwing to Owens in that famous, he caught it, he caught it moment is he knew that you had to get the ball over the linebacker. And that was his body language to help you get the ball over the linebacker. Yeah. A lot of, well, so that's, when I finished my career, Rich, um, I had a concussion, and then it was a big deal, and, and I kept telling Mooch, I'm fine. Why don't you stop? You're being weird. And only Mooch can turn to me with it, like, in tears and tell me the love that he had for me, and if I, I'm your, if I was your father, 
I will not give you, you know, so like Mooch is soup to nuts. Like he's all in he's in every beautiful. way. So when you think about that, that kneeling down that picture, you got to know Mooch is in and every, every, every way in your life wanting to make sure that you, you do well. So he's a, he's an amazing human. He is man. Uh, Hey, I'd be remiss if, if I didn't ask you one uh, football question, if you indulge Steve Young, uh, what advice would you give Baker Mayfield right now? Steve Young. Ah, uh, you know, you can't play the victim. Victimization has to be put in a bottle, in, buried in the ground and deep because there's just too much. It's too easy to play the victim. And, and you are, look, there's a lot of things that are out of your control. A lot of things that have been done, you've been done wrong. Or whatever. You cannot, in the NFL, survive and play the victim. You have to now leave it behind, own every bit of it, own it, own every mistake you've ever made, own how you got here, don't blame other people, you got yourself here, you can say that, oh, I got screwed, somebody did this wrong, but you're here, you're where you are, and you own. And if you own it, that would go a long way for everybody to feel like Baker Mayfield can make a, make a, a, a the elements of a comeback, if you want to say, Rich, I know it's big, it's not a comeback yet, but I mean, it's like, you can't get there in a spirit of victimization, it can't happen. So, I mean, his retort might be, well, you know, you, you weren't terribly happy with your situation back in the day. And right. you did, yep. you know, and you, you did let it be known on occasion, right? Yep. Um, yep. And so yep. what, what, would you, what would you say? Is I'm saying it, that I, I, I get the sense that it's, you, you have to have an ownership to the moment. In other words, I, when you can complain all you want, but own it. Like, I'm, I screwed up here. I screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Right, I got myself here, and I'm going to get myself out of it. And I think that's the issue that, you know, as, as hard as it is to own where you are, um, that's, the, that's the most important piece to the puzzle. And then you tell that future team, look, I, I get it, and uh, I own it, and I'm going to go, whatever i got to fix, I'll fix. Because that's what you need. You need to have the belief in that starting quarterback that can take care of all, you know, all issues. And I just I feel like he could probably do himself a, a nice favor. Like, look, like you can complain. I'm not saying you can't complain, but own I I own the fact that I'm here. I got I've essentially been cut from the Cleveland Browns, and I, I'm responsible. And uh, what's your two cents on Trey Lance? What 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 are you? Because it oh, seems it seems to no. me that there's a whole legion of well. Jimmy G hasn't been cut yet because there's a there's a hedging of a bet, or the Niners aren't going to be any good next year because Lance isn't really ready. What what are your two cents on the current Niners situation? The, before I, I let the you idea, the, the the word ready is just loaded. It's not right. Like he hasn't he's played two games, so oh he's not ready is an easy. You know, it doesn't mean anything because it's like of course who's ready? You know, what I mean, like I, you got to go play and got to prove it out. One new thing about Trey that everyone has to understand is that he has not played a lot of football, you know, in general. And a lot of things that you figure out in college over the years is, you know, just marking receivers and understanding what your arm can do and understanding, you know, like it's just things that just you figure out over like by reps and doing it over and over. And it just, he's, when they say he's not ready, it's because it's just, there's not that body of work of him being on the field. They see what's, on the field, like amazing talent, amazing arm, and all the things. But there's so much more to, more to quarterbacking. So when someone says he's not ready, well, it's easy to say because he's <laughs> he hasn't done it. But I, I think 
the more important thing is, is he, is he capable of, you know, kind of the uh, on-field recognition of, you know, uh, routes, who's, you know, getting through the routes, who's open, uh, anticipatory throwing, getting the ball out, um, the, the, you know, and it seems like that he has that. The thing that you worry about the most about being ready, he, I feel like he has. Now, what I do worry about, but it's still early, so I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. I kind of have a feeling, is this sense of accuracy, the sense that I know my brain knows where to go with the ball, but my arm's not necessarily, you know, cooperating. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the biggest to me, Rich, as we get into the Trey Lance kind of issues. That's the issue that I really want to focus on this summer and as he gets into the fall playing is his arm connect because I, I do believe he has the ability to kind of find the open guys in the processing power that you worry about. He has that. But does the arm does his arm can, can his arm do the do the work? And that's just that you can't work on that. You, you can work on it on the edges. You either have that or you don't have that. And that's the number one thing I kind of want to see in the fall. Well, one thing I'd be concerned about is he doesn't have Debo, uh, although it does appear that well, we're... Well, that's another... Look, Debo did himself a little bit of a disservice, uh, you know, whispers around what he, how he felt about this whole situation. And so um, I just think that Debo, whatever's going on, needs, again, plays the... You know, no, no victims here. Like, like, if you don't want to be here, say it. Why? What I'm doing? and Or not. But, I mean, Debo is the... For the 49ers, I can't think of a more valuable player in the league. If you had to choose somebody to come play for the 49ers, I think the number one most valuable player that you could choose is Debo. If he's focused and in shape. You know? And I I just I want to make sure that Debo is not focused and not in shape, and that's another such story. But to me... Getting Debo in shape and focused on the 49ers with Trey Lance is <laughs> vital, to say the least. I agree. No doubt about that. Well, Steve, I'm, I'm glad that Mariucci finally told that story because he, he told it privately about three years ago. And every single time I see you, I'm like, he'd get so upset if I'm the one to tell it. So I'm glad that we can now all talk about it. And that I love that you all thought at the time Mooch was getting ill. I thought he was ill. I was sick. I said, is Mooch okay? But the thing is, no one cared. <laughs> you know, he's on his own. He's got to handle. He's got to. He's got to handle the business. Steve, take care of yourself, that, man. man. You're the best. Thanks for the call. Okay. We'll chat See soon. Rich. Take care. See That's buddy. the great Steve Young, Hall of Famer, worldwide <laughs> leader in sports and Monday night coverage. Nobody cared. Okay, let's take a break and bring John Sally out here on his birthday. Hey. Here to promote Sneakerella on Disney Plus. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number, sleep that you get, is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed <laughs> TJ's just sneaking some picks. That's yeah, his man. job as the social media grand master of the Rich yeah. Eisen Show. John Sally here on the program in studio talking about the new film available to stream exclusively on Disney Plus, Sneakerella. It is, yes. again, it's a music-driven uh, yeah. film about um, coming up with a sneaker design and living out your dream, and it's a Cinderella version of... Uh, called Sneakerella. It's dope. And you are you are rapping in it. I am rapping in it. And to the point where yes. you know literally some of the battle rappers I like, some of my first best <clears throat> hip hop is battle rap. And some of the battle rappers hit me up. My boy DNA hit me up and was like, you did well. I should have been in that movie though. You know, guys always trying to get in. But <laughs> I, I I I was so happy when I did this movie that when I came home I kept saying, this is the best I've ever done. And I said, this movie is fire. And everybody was like, of course you're going to say that. You're in it. I go, nah. I, I sat back behind our great director, Liz, and I, and I watched some of the scenes. And I saw what it looks like. You know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be like you, Rich. Get okay. my own studio right here in Beverly Hills. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Since when is this in Beverly Hills? Jason. I just Jason. I, I, Jason. Yeah, I don't, I don't nice. want anybody, you know, running up in here. So I'd tell him Beverly Hills. <laughs> I like it. I like it. John Sally here uh, on the program. All right. Um, so, again, that's available on uh, on Disney Plus right now. What do you what do you make of the current um, NBA playoffs, John? What do you got? Anything? Oh, that's, oh, that's right. They play basketball in, in they do in May, and, and you're June. a four time NBA champion. Yeah, you're but I was in to... trance. I, I was I was hypnotized like Mike Tyson. I don't even remember it. What I what I look at is one. A Jai a Morant has become probably one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is still my favorite player. Kyrie Irving, number two. Um, I think it's weird that uh, the way we look at things now, you remember when you used to work for the other network? Yes. You know, we kind of knew. You, you, you knew who was better. Nowadays, you don't know. I, I would be afraid to play against Luca. I'm telling you personally, mm-hmm. that's how good he is. And I know, my, I know Larry Bird, he's this much below Larry Bird, uh, or maybe that much. Mm-hmm. But Larry Bird would put fear in me and everyone else just like Luca does. And I, and I I watched him going, man, this dude is, 
every move uh, Kevin uh, McHale's ever had plus, mm. and he can put the ball in the basket. I'm really happy for my boy Jason Kidd and the Dallas Mavericks. I'm, I'm a Mark Cuban fan. Um and I think they're going to go to the finals. You I think, do. You think they will beat the Warriors? What makes you? Think I don't that? want them to because mm-hmm. I love my. I love uh, Draymond Green. Draymond is my favorite player in the NBA because he reminds me of a Piston. I was about to say uh, Draymond Green could have played on those bad boy teams. Yeah, correct? and that would have been a problem. I would have been sitting on the bench. So I'm glad he's now. <laughs> but uh, he, he, right. he, his mentality is definitely pis, uh, Piston um, all day. All day. And I, I had Boston. I was on another network. Um, I had Boston winning. And then I sat and I thought about it. Uh, I, I'm really going to go with Dallas. I'm really thinking Dallas is going to pull this out. The whole shooting match you're talking about. The yeah, whole I, I, I think Dallas is going to. Because if Dallas gets into the finals, I don't see Jason Kidd um, wanting to get this so bad. Um well deserved. I'm glad they hired him. Um, I think they. I think they got the size, and they have. They understand who to go behind. Well, I mean, Luca having 27 at half. The Suns only having 27 as a team. Yeah. I don't. I, I. I've never seen that before. Certainly not in a game seven. Not in the NBA playoffs where a player on one team is going off so significantly that he has the same number of points as the opposing team does at halftime. I've never yeah. seen anything like that. So when you said that Larry would put the fear in you, like walk me through that. What do you mean by that? Okay, so, Rich, you know, we're going up to play, and I'm a Celtic fan since I was you know, 15 or whatever. Even in Brooklyn, New York? That's because I didn't like the Knicks because everyone else liked them, and the Celtics always won and the Knicks always lost. And all the New Yorkers, I don't really care. My mother would say to me, hey, tell Patrick I said hello. And then I would, because I played with him since we were 16, I would elbow him and say, that's for my mom's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Larry got in the game one time, and for some reason, Chuck Daly puts me in. And Larry, you know, was between Len Bias and myself to be drafted to the Celtics. And Red Arback made a smart move by taking Len Bias. God rest his soul. I wish he would have um, not done the wrong thing the night before um, or the night after we got drafted. But with that being said, Larry knew me since I was a sophomore because mm-hmm. we would go up there. It's not illegal to go up and be at a camp in Marshville, in Boston, mm-hmm. and you work in a camp, but really you're there to play against uh, that night, those nighttime games. So Larry knew who I was, and I get in. Chuck Daly has me starting one time, and Larry looks around and goes, uh, what's up, Sal? I said, no. Nah. He goes, you on me? I said, yeah, I got size on you right now. I've been watching every movie. He goes, y'all not double teaming? And he's looking around. <laughs> he goes, yo. I go, nah, it's just me, fella. He goes, mouse in the house. Mouse in the house. And they change the play. And he catches the ball. He does this. And he shoots it. He says, Sal, you better ask for a double team, bro. <laughs> I got two quick fouls because I'm smart like that. <laughs> yeah, he was... And and he was always in shape, and he hated Bill Lambeer. So when you got a guy that hates somebody, he's playing for entirely different. Well, I mean, you've seen the everybody's seen the footage of, and if you don't, just go ahead and Google Larry Bird, Bill Lambeer. I mean, Bill, you know, threw threw him to the floor. No, I mean, like he threw him to the. It's not what happened. Come on. Larry pump fake, Dennis went in the air, Dennis's foot got caught, mm-hmm. and he caught Bill. So they all twisted and went to the ground, 
And then Larry started punching him. And I was pulling Larry off, and he was trying to get away. Um, but that, you know, Bill, Bill didn't hit people um, illegally. He hit them very legal. John, he threw him to the floor. I'm telling you, Your Honor, if if we can afford that, uh, if we can afford that, but I know we can't afford it. No, because yeah, yeah, we don't have the, the NBA is funny on their clips. Um, no, it literally was Dennis's leg got caught in Larry, and Dennis fell, and then Bill got caught in it. With I promise you, I, I watched it a thousand times. Chris is watching it literally right and now. Chris, am I wrong? It is Dennis he Rodman him to the floor? He didn't. No, it was Paris that punched him eight thousand times to the ground, and the referee <laughs> said, "I don't see anything." It was like it was a mob hit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was Chris, blind until I see you walking. Uh, this is the diehard, mo- the biggest I mean, Larry I'm Bird a fan. fan, but I mean, Bill Embiid gives Larry Bird like a rock bottom. No, he doesn't. You just listen to Johnny Mouse. Oh, this is the most I disgusting mean, thing that ever happened. Nah, Bill didn't do anything, man. Bill was a, was a Larry fan. He, if Bill was a Celtic. He'd be the greatest Celtic of all time. <laughs> By the way, you're not wrong. No, because he, he'd have be his numbers greatest, up on the rafters. Greatest Celtic of all time. They they made a mistake by not getting Bill and Beer. How good would a bird kicks him? He t- exactly, <laughs> kicked him. I mean, he hated him, right? He hated him. They hated him. Yeah, that that. But that's a good thing because usually um, you can't play through hate. John Sally here on the Rich Eisen Show. How good, or you wouldn't want it, uh, a winning time on the bad boy Pistons be? Well, one, let me just say this about winning time. I salute them for doing the best they can, and people have to understand television and film. One, you don't have a lot of locations, so we never bring a girl in the locker room. That's not impressive. It Mm -hmm. smells like um, popcorn and athlete's feet, so not a good place to be. Yes. Then um, I think the Kareem mentality, the way he was moving, seemed to look like like Cap. And Magic said this guy's nowhere close, and he's he's not close, but, boy, that smile and the charisma and the looks. Right. Are great. I think Jerry Buss was not a bumbling. Uh, I, I think they played Jerry Buss and Jerry West, mm-hmm. Dr. Buss, sorry, mm-hmm. and Jerry okay. West completely wrong. Jerry West is not like that. Jerry West is, if he's going to curse you out, he's going to pull you close and it won't be swear words. It'll be like, hey, man, get your butt together. You know, he he's on that. Mm-hmm. He's intense about winning. And without Jerry West, the they don't win. And I say this all the time, they're not even at that point. He manufactured or put that squad together for them to win. Um, and it was just he, he and Irvin. Uh, but besides that, I, when I watch your show. So when, um, uh, what's his name, Norm Nixon's son was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy sweat, he got his dad down packed. I would agree, yes. Yeah, he, he got him down packed. So... I uh, you didn't know I watch your show, did you? John, yeah. I, I, all I these years it. I've been wishing to be on. You best saying, don't worry, don't worry. When we have a slow season, I'll put you on, Sal. That's ridiculous. These are all these are all falsities. But you're here now, at least. Yes. That's great. Yes. Um, um, but yes. So, by the way, you just noticed a top-notch broadcaster, which John Sally, you have spent many, many moons doing this. Watching. You just didn't answer the question. How... I'm like Farrakhan. <laughs> how good, or you wouldn't want it, a winning time on the bad boy Pistons with Isaiah and you and Lambeer and Rodman 
right? Yeah. Buddha, right? Oh my God, and, Rick Mahorn. And Mahorn and Mark Aguirre. Right? That, yeah, Daddy Rich. Let me just say, man. How good would that be? It would be, there's a lot of things that, I, I, today is my birthday. I turned Happy 40 birthday. again. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm on my 18th anniversary your 18th, of my 40th birthday. Yes, your 18th anniversary, yeah. 40th birthday, yes. But there was things going on that I didn't know, right? I, I found this out when I was watching Michael Jordan's um, the last, last dance. dance. One, I, if we knew we were in their head as much as we were in their head, you would never have heard about Michael Jordan. We would have run that into the ground. That's the first thing. Second thing is all the different things that were going around and happening. You know, when I left practice, I went to lunch and I was trying to find um, – something fun to do go bowling get my nails done um call about yeah i love getting my nails done because the girls hang in the nail salon and uh <laughs> and everybody likes pretty feet and i had ugly feet at the time but the nails were perfect you know what i'm saying but you could look at me and say that too you don't have to look at tj i mean well jay's over my shoulder i gotta watch out you know he didn't give me the signal you got me jay you know i got you yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) it's like we in the vietnam war right on i got your six as they say i got your six i i uh i i tell you i think it would be amazing because when when they found out Mm -hmm. dennis rodman this is this is true when we got there you know we were just the two rookies and then Dennis would started hanging out, and we started winning, and he was so exciting. And the people that came on to Dennis, he was like, hey, man, you got to come out with me. And at that time, I didn't really go to clubs that didn't have black folks in them. Uh, it was 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't go to those clubs. But when I finally went to the club that had less black folks in them, the clubs he, were hang- he was hanging in, oh, Boy, we were pissing a lot of fathers and grandfathers off. Uh, <laughs> generational racism out of the window. Uh, <laughs> um, but I couldn't believe how they were like, Dennis was like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. And we had to play basketball. So I, I used to laugh that they paid me to do what I would do for free. And I think Isaiah was such a thinker. And and to me, sometimes an overthinker. And then we had Adrian Dantley who listened to uh, David Falk as opposed to knowing Isaiah personally. And I didn't realize it was a, it was a beef there. I, one, I didn't understand hierarchy. I didn't, I didn't realize, oh, Adrian is a star in this squad and he's coming to, to be with this star, but mm-hmm. who's going to be the man? Th- that was dumb to me. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get that. Um, and it turned out Isaiah is the man. <laughs> so yes, I understand that or you get traded. So I <laughs> I didn't realize all of that stuff going on. But if we were to pull out some things, man, uh, now that I'm in my 50s, man, we, we our show would be a little bit better than winning. I've got to tell you, uh, I think we're on to something here because those bad boy Pistons years yeah. were something else. And, you know, the crazy thing is, uh, you know, Rodman – so many people just remember Rodman from the Bulls years. Right. Certainly, the last dance when he first came in that league, Mm-mm. there was no he. There's nobody like him, right? No. When you that, say? No, see, and I was always, you know, the fact that he was out of Texas, Dallas. I knew he was an alien. <laughs> I knew he was an alien. <laughs> you know, all that land and Atlanta. If you, and if you don't believe that Dennis Rodman is an alien, watch him run. 
right? He runs like all the way up here, fast as everything. He skips, right? And and skips and has asthma and has hands uh, for cattle. So, <laughs> Rich, this is a crazy thing. It's 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 my it's my rookie year, and it's All Star break, mm-hmm. and so I go to Atlanta to try to find as many girls as possible. He goes back, I think, to Oklahoma or, or, or somewhere in Texas. It might might have been yeah, somewhere in Texas. Yeah, and he has to castrate three hundred calf. Dennis's job was to jump off, grab the calf, and hold it to the cast. Castrated or what's the word? Neuter. Yeah, got it Um, done. Yeah, and then let him go. And so I get back. Man, I had a woo man. It was off the chain. What happened? Man, I had to deal with all the cattle. I said, how many? He said, three hundred. I said, in three days. Yeah. I said, bruh, (laughs) you need a better agent or something. And I would. I I knew how strong he was, and I knew um, no one jumped like that. No one played like that. And and he was from another world, and he is from another world. When you look at him, you realize, and he he should have been in Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> Just the skin suit. Just the skin. Yeah, skin I mean, they use Biz Marquis. They might as well use Dennis from his <laughs> yeah. planet. Oh man, um, I could talk to you for a million years, John Sally. So uh, what do I what do I want to ask? Oh, who, how about this one? I was going to say, who plays Chuck Daly in The Winning Time? Oh, who plays Chuck Daly in the winning time? Um, I don't know. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, I, don't know. I would never. I would never peg John C. Riley for Jerry Buss. That's, that's for sure. I would never he have done that. He looks, he close. looks close to it. Or what uh, about you? Or what about Dennis? Or let's, let's, I would. Let's, I would cast this baby. Oh yeah, you yeah. Can play yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, seriously, I because yeah, I'm still in shape. Um, you are. You yeah. look the same. Like, yeah. You don't so age, when you eat this John. vegan diet and and you don't you don't put bad things in your body and you get the best cannabis you can possibly have, you want. <laughs> To use me. You see, I slipped that in, Dick. Um, you want to... Again, you didn't address me on that I didn't, one. I didn't, because I'm looking at your fingertips and it's only scotch. Just... It's only scotch. <laughs> it's scotch. It's scotch. A little I bit of white wine on a Sunday. As a matter of fact. I got ready for you, John. <laughs> you know? uh, John, you say Rich's hands never rolled something? Is that yeah. what you're getting No, at? no, 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 Rich. Uh, he got kids. Let me tell you what's about to happen to you, bro. Okay, what's happening to me? 14, your kids forget who you are and they become their own person. And then they start beating up on the younger one. And then they turn 14. And then he starts beating on the younger one. The younger one literally is in a whole different span. So in the next nine years, you, you're going to have no hair without you, without <laughs> you cutting it. You understand? I used to have a high top, and then I had <laughs> then I had daughters, and now I have literally no hair except out of my ears and my nose. I'm like an old Irish dude. So we need to get in Sneakerella while we can. Is what yes. you're saying? Right Watch here. Sneakerella with your with your kids on we Disney Plus. We definitely will. Oh, it's really good family movie. Too. Would, we're locked in. We yeah. are going to do that this That's week, if not this week, then this weekend. Uh, available on Disney Plus. Um, oh, now I know what I want to ask you. So you said that you you, you learned stuff about um, uh, about the Pistons uh, yeah. through through the Last Dance. Did you learn anything about your year with the Bulls through the Last Dance? Yeah, at all. Let me tell you. One, I should have stayed on the squad, but Jerry Krause wanted. He had this thing about Robert Paris, and so he gave Robert Paris uh, two point five million dollars for. I think he played seventeen games. Uh, he just loved Robert Parrish. So 
he wanted Robert Parrish on the squad. If I would have stayed, mm -hmm. I would have had my seven championships right now, and I'd be able to talk smack to Ori. Uh, <laughs> well, not Ori, to Michael Jordan, which I would rather do. Like, <laughs> I, 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 you know, it was funny because I knew I was coming on, and Tom Brady is definitely one of my favorite um, superstars. Uh -huh. And I said, I should start a controversy today on Rich Eisner and say, Michael Jordan is the Tom Brady of basketball. That would piss everybody off because, you know, I like messing with everybody, calling Michael the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. I think he is, but I like saying that he's not. But Tom Brady has seven championships, and Michael has six, and Michael is so competitive. I guarantee you that bothers him. I guarantee you. I love that. Bill Russell having more, he's cool with that. But anybody else, MJ just so competitive. Um, but what I learned seriously about myself mm -hmm. is uh, I should have stayed on that squad. I wanted to come to Hollywood so bad that um, I just felt I followed my gut. And I'd just gotten a, a gig with Buena Vista for the John Sally show. And we sold the country. And then they put Keenan Ivan Wayans on in my spot. And I was 32 years old. I don't think I was. I was trying to be Johnny Carson. I don't think I had enough mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. education. So the universe has a way of presenting itself. So now I got the John Sally Crypto Show, which will come out in June. And it's <clears throat> it's everything. But I had to put crypto in because Rich Eisner's show was already taken. Well, you know what? I, I get that. And at least it worked out here uh, when, I mean, you're you're the king of kicking off three-peats. Uh, yes. You know, so you you had the first of the second three-peat with the Bulls, and then you had the first of the three-peat with the Lakers. Yeah, and, you know, Phil got me, man. I'm going to tell you, Phil, I, 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 did a, I did a really good job that year um, standing next to Kobe and hearing Shaquille. And I thought I had a great position um, right there. I thought my position was really good on being able to navigate between the both of them. Uh, and the only reason I had to do that is because Kobe was just turning 21. It wasn't that he had a problem with Shaq or Shaq had a problem with him. He was coming into who he was. And there's only one basketball. And I thought I would have been, you know, still greater. But they got Mark Madsen, right? Mike, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he was great for them. He was great for them. And he played, and he had a different energy than I did. So I, I think it, w it worked out in their favor. But, man, I wish I would have stayed on collecting $1.3 million to say, young fella, young fella, what you doing? What you doing? Don't get another foul. Don't get another foul. I'm not taped. I'm not taped. I'm not taped. I'm, not taped. I'm, I'm telling you I'm not taped. So, <laughs> but I think it would have been great uh, just being on the Lakers. I watch the Lake show now. And they really need me there. So, Jeannie, listen to your boy. Hire Mark Jackson, first things first. Two, you need to get guys on the squad who really will run through a brick wall and not care. And not care. You, you, need, you, you, need, you need the stars. But you need also them to all sit around and get along and, and figure out how to do things. Sneakerella available on Disney Plus, starring John Sally at the John Sally on Twitter at John Sally on yeah. Instagram. Anytime, I, I mean it. I, I, I you know John, what? I saw your you wife doing? out. She was like, "You ain't been on the show yet." I said, "Talk to your husband. What's the deal?" You know what I'm saying? 
And then, you know, these I, things, they, they, that's I snatched true. a watch. These are true. I snatched a watch. That's yeah. what happens. I got a, I got a Rolex for that. Got a Rolex. <laughs> Check out Sneaker. Sneakerella on right. Disney Plus, available for streaming right now. John Sally here on the show. We'll be back to wrap this one up in a second. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Callaway Rogue ST Irons come in four different offerings. You're going to love any of them. However, there's one particularly for your game. For instance, you're a low to mid single digit handicapper. There's the Rogue ST Pro. That's going to give you the hollow body construction and sleek compact player's shape. The Rogue ST Max is for the most folks because of their incredible combination of speed, forgiveness, and all-around performance. There is the Max OS Lite, the most High for, uh, high launch iron that's forgiving. Uh, wider soles, increased lofts, and a lightweight package for players with lower swing speeds. The Max OS is for the mid to high handicappers that want high launch with enhanced offset. The bottom line is the Rogue ST irons in their four different offerings. All of them use artificial intelligence on high strength 450 steel, the only irons ever to do so. So all you got to do is check them out. Find your Rogue ST irons at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. How great's John Sally? <laughs> so good. Crazy that that's the first time we've ever had him in here. I, I honestly, you know uh, how nuts. you know how I am with this show. I'm like a walking encyclopedia. Clearly, there's institutional knowledge here. I could have sworn he's been here before. Yeah. He first said time. he wasn't. First time. And I know Susie's always like, because she knows John from back in the Fox Sports Net Crazy. days. Yep. You know. Yeah, best damn sports best show. Best damn sports show and all that. Every day. Right? Yeah, so so oh. she, she knew John. She's known the latest example of somebody who's known Susie longer than I have. That's everybody. And I know, right? And so he, he, she, she will definitely say, you know, I saw John. He said he's not been on your show, and I've been. Uh, uh, that's, I guess, my bad. It's on me. <laughs> but how come he looked at you when it came to uh, manicures, pedicures, and smoking? 
<laughs> I mean, I've exactly. had a, I've had a manicure and a pedicure, and I don't it's know about the rest. Listen, but, mom, yeah. Mom's is watching, right? You got to be careful. I would imagine. Yeah, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Exactly. Maybe my my well, presence here just made him feel some type well, of. Well, he did when you because you do when there's an in studio guest get up and you know. You go back. Up. You go back into your, if you will, original role here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is to a greeter. document. Well, yeah. and, right, and 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 post. Mm-hmm. You document and you post. So sometimes you leave your post. Yeah. To come over to and take, snap pictures. Yeah, and yeah. he just saw like he's he felt the presence. Well, he he he's got the periphery. Yeah, he's got peripheral vision. <laughs> yeah, he's feeling it. <laughs> How about him saying that if if he had known and the the, the Pistons had known that they were in the head of the. Bulls, they would have rode that a little bit more. How did they not know? They How were did they not? Because I knew they were. They were in everybody's heads. Yeah. And by the way, Lambeer threw Larry Bird to the. <laughs> by the to way, the, to I've the watched floor. this line out ten times. On he YouTube. definitely clotheslined. Thousand percent. He threw him down. <laughs> he like body slams. Him. He body. It's like if he'd done that now, that that's a flagrant million. Like it's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's 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 there's not a number. There's not a number that could be associated with the flagrancy. Auto of that. ejection. Yeah. Guaranteed one game suspension. At one least, game. At least. More. Multiple. Um, yeah, it's multiple. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's a WrestleMania move. <laughs> so, not surprised that uh, Larry Bird hated Bill Lambeer, because guess what? So did everybody else that wasn't on his team. But how about him saying he'd been the greatest Celtic of all time? I mean, that 40 would have been up in the raft. Damn straight it would have been. You've been <laughs> loving Lambeer this whole time. Oh, yeah. You know it. Thanks to John Sally. Thank you also to Tim Kalashaw, Ross Tucker, and then Steve Young popping in, saying that he thought Mooch was sick, not bending down on a knee to take a photograph with him years ago.